After further review, as this is one of Frank's favorite songs. Do not listen to him. He is selling you snake oil. We don't sell snake oil, but we provide an entertaining and thought-provoking sports show on 88.3 WXUT. Saturdays from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. And sometimes we provide a life lesson. Ain't that right, Frank? Life lesson, my ass. Don't be a hater. And tune in to AFR Saturday mornings, 11 to 1 on WXUT. You know that beat, David? It sounds familiar. Just vibing away. Well, it, it's it's an old school, now new school kind of beat. Actually, let me turn it up for you. So, can you take a guess? Yeah, I'm trying to catch to see if there's a you know, familiar line or familiar melody in there. But yeah, I'm even missing on the old school. So. Um, it's um, remember D'Angelo, my lady. Yeah, this is the original beat on that, but then Eric okay. Bellinger did Corday with Curious featuring Fabulous. Okay, so it's Curious with Fabulous from Alec Bellinger, basically. And that's that's the beat. But we're getting curious here on 88.3 WGTs after further review by this big contract by one of the richest in NBA history. Makes you wonder, though, like we mentioned in our earlier segment with the economy and how it's going, how guys are collecting all these checks. People are still struggling out here. But other than that, though, David, your thoughts on that NBA contract from Jalen Brown? Yeah, 304 mil. Um, super max largest contract in NBA history by both total value and average annual value. The first contract ever for anybody to exceed an average annual value of $60 million per year or for, yeah, for season, which makes you wonder. And it's been, it was memed kind of when it was first announced, like Jalen Brown's the first to get this and not, you know, LeBron or Steph, just kind of like the current what you think of kind of players that deserve to get that sixty million just because of their the value that they are to their teams. And then you're thinking, okay, this is Boston going in you know, all in and Jalen Brown. And then it made me think, just this offseason, there's been a lot of money just thrown around and a lot of the guys that are receiving the money are in organizations where they are the centerpiece or like you tease for the break, you know, the potential for them to be the centerpiece of the organization is evident. So if you think of Anthony Edwards, who got paid on his rookie extension, they're clearly building around him in Minnesota. Like he is their future. If you think about Demonis uh, Demonis Sabonis in Sacramento, 
know, getting a five-year extension, um, adding four more years, yeah, four years, 195 in new, you know, in new money. Like they're building around him as a centerpiece of that Sacramento team. Even thinking um, of a Tyrese Halliburton in Indiana, which we don't, I still don't know whether Indiana is in rebuild mode or if they're trying to kind of jump be in a playoff team, but giving him the rookie extension. So, like, it makes sense some of these players that are getting some of the big money as they're young, they have the upside. They were brought in to be the centerpiece, whether their draft position or kind of do trade young pieces, draft capital, kind of, and then developed and turned into a centerpiece by their performance on the court. And then we get to quote unquote old heads like Jeremy Grant. How, how is he getting 160 mil? 30 million a year. Like, what are you doing, Portland? Like, is this for on court performance? Is this just to get give from the bag because we didn't want to give it to Damian Lillard? I mean, Kyrie is his, his, his own thing with him in Dallas. We're still trying to figure out. Even people that were surprised that Kyle Kuzma got a bag, just over 100, 100 mil for extension. And so it makes me think, are these are you getting paid for what you're doing on the court? Or like you said, for the club, because you're a big name, a recognizable name, because you're going to put butts in seats. Because in a situation like Washington, ain't nobody going to those games unless they're coming to see the other team. Like they are in full rebuild tank mode. No one's going as much as people love Portland and kind of just the young core that they're trying to build, no one's coming to go see the Portland Trailblazers unless they're coming to see the other team. And so you have all this money that you're just you know, burning in your pockets that you could be using to help kind of, I guess, build for the future, kind of start, like save up for star power, and you're giving it, I mean, even we, like we joked about when the trade like happened for Cam Johnson going to um, Brooklyn, like is is he worth twenty seven million a year, or is it he's worth it because Brooklyn's willing to give him the money? Like who is who is negotiating what the value is? Like even thinking kind of with your Bulls, like Nikola Vucevic. Three-year extension for twenty mil. Is he worth twenty million a year? Could you get someone that can come in? And obviously, with injuries, no one knows what's going to happen with the Bulls. But yeah, like, what is the rationale for this money? If I'm thinking logically, short-term and long-term, Jalen Brown, he's young. Does he deserve that million, particularly after what he did in the playoffs? No. But you got you got to make your stars happy. But. Well, I, I kind of think that I was surprised by it. Um, but people give you what they think you're worth, and I can't hate on that. 
I do think, though, that sometimes it's a precedent set and maybe they're giving this type of money so that maybe their competitors outprice themselves on a different player, possibly. I don't know. Um, I don't know what the Celtics were thinking. You would think that they would try to give that money to Jason Tatum, but I know his contract wasn't up. Um, Jalen Brown, to me, not a max player. I think, like I said, he's the second guy on his team, and I, I just think he's he's more of a Pippin more than anything. But I can't hate. The organization decided that, hey, we feel that Jalen Brown is worth this type of money. As far as Vucevic is concerned, the Bulls, I don't think that experiment kind of worked. I, I know I like Durant, I like Demar Derozan, I like Vucevic, but and Levine, but it's been proven after so many years that you're probably only going to get between the fifth and eighth seed or the sixth and playing round with those guys, decent players, but I don't know if 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 they're the guys collectively that's going to get you a first or second seed. I understand there's been injuries, but, you know, every year you see this in the NBA where there's perplexing contracts that have been made that you're like, that does just doesn't make sense at all. Like, what are they thinking? But, hey, you know, sometimes there's great agents out there that can flee some organizations. Yeah, like, even you mentioned it. Jalen Jason Tatum was looking at this like, bro, if he's getting 304, then Jason Tatum was looking at that like, what am I worth if I get a super max? Mm-hmm. Like, you're basically going to literally only be able to afford six guys mm-hmm. <laughs> without having to deal with salary. Now, granted, Boston's probably going to be like, yeah, salary cap issues, doesn't matter. As long as we're in the Houston Conference Finals or kind of get there consistently, that's our thing. But, yeah, just looking at the breakdown of, like, leading up to this year, Jalen Brown's total NBA career earnings through the season was about $101 million. In 2028-2029, the last year of the Supermax, he's going to be making $69 million, like, in that year alone. Like, like that's that's wild, and because he's Jalen Brown's contract like this, everyone's going to be looking at that in the similar way to how NFL contracts are with the quarterback position. It's like, oh, he's getting that. Oh, well, then I am such and such. So, how long is it going to be before a guy like Nikola Jokic who? Last I checked, won a ring and a couple of MVPs. Guys like Joel Embiid, guys like Giannis, who are going to be looking at that. Like if he's if his average annual value is sixty mil, then what am I worth? And is it going to like how? I'm just worried that it's going to. We're going to get to a point where the average annual value is going to hit a hundred million, and we're all going to be like. It took us this long to get here just because of the the absurdity of the contract situation. And like you said, it, it for a second, for the number two to get that kind of money just defies all logic. Mm-hmm. 
yeah, like I want, I want that agent because he who. I mean, yeah. now you might not. Have, just... You might not agree with it, but at this end of the day, though, I think Jalen Brown got the contract that he got. Now he should have gotten paid. I don't know about that, but I mean, he had a relationship with the GM and. Brad Stevens, and th- that's what they agreed to go to. Now, I hopefully with this big contract, they can find a way to get the role players in there because, I, as I've always t- said on the show, if you want to go deep in the playoffs, you got to have some crucial role players. Your stars aren't going to be there 100% of the time if you're trying to win 16 games to get to an NBA championship. Let's just be honest. Um, you, you, there's going to be some games where you need the role players. Yeah, but the role players are going to be all on that veteran minimum because, and I mean, maybe this is Brad Stevens' game. Kind of, you pay two or three the big bucks, and then you just kind of put pieces around. But does that really work? Yeah, like I, I understand that you know, with him being on the All NBA team, that made him eligible for the super max, but. When when you think of just the other players that are the biggest contracts, like his Sabonis, like Anthony Edwards, like Lamelo, like even Desmond Bain, like the guys that are on the designated rookie extension, and then you're like, boom, you know, ninety million dollars more. Here's Jalen Brown. Yeah, like I just keep thinking that Jason Tatum's like, I'm about to get paid, paid. Like I I might get seventy a year. 80 a year. And it might just be, you know. But it almost we'll sounds the, like, are you, we'll hate, the are you hating on the man? No, I'm just wondering. I'm I'm just trying to comprehend if Jalen Brown is worth his tension with Jason Tatum because Jason Tatum is the man in Boston. So, or, it so, sound like, so to me, it sounds like you're kind of hating on him. No, I'm not. I wouldn't say necessarily hating. I'm just trying to comprehend if he's really worth $304 million, knowing that he has a tendency and a history of not really showing up in those big moments. And so for my analytical mind, I'm thinking if Jalen Brown is getting $304 million to Supermax, you're paying him like he's going to be the man, the alpha, the number one. Meanwhile, you have Jason Tatum over here that was and is, by all intents and purposes, the guy in Boston, the alpha. And given his playoff performances, particularly this past year, kind of carrying Boston when Jalen Brown went MIA, I'm just wondering, is that going to be a cause for concern, a cause for conflict in the locker room? Because now with the contract, all eyes are going to be on Jalen Brown. And if he is not producing, if he's not going to live up to the contract and being paid like the largest contract in NBA history, is that going to have a negative impact in that locker room? Well, wait, wait, wait. But but then how long is he going to be the longest contract paid contract in NBA history? I mean, next year it'll be somebody else. It's almost like football. The quarterback thing, you know, Patrick Mahomes for a while was the highest paid quarterback. Who is it now? 
I think it's Justin Herbert, I believe. Right. You see what I'm saying? So it's like I always wondered, like, these 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 owners always try to wait out and give out these contracts. And me, I always think to myself, the waiter you the longer you wait out, somebody's gonna get a richer contract and push the number up. So if I were owners, the quicker I get you signed that somebody else is gonna be you'll be the richest contract for a little bit, but then by next year somebody else will have the the best the richest contract. And then it makes it look like I'm getting for you the pennies for the dollar after a couple of years. Well, for all we know, you know, Jalen Brown might lead them to the promised land and win the championship for him. We, we never know. We don't know that. Yeah. I mean, that, that's the expectation with Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, those two leading Boston to the promised land. But you got it kind of have to show up. And now with, and it's with any sport, when you get paid, more eyes are going to be drawn to you because it's like, oh, we need you to show us, the fans, that you are worth getting paid all this money because if we don't think that you're worth all this money, then we're going to you know, make all kinds of noise and put public pressure on the team. Now, do I think Celtics brass is going to kind of cave under pressure if Jalen Brown starts pooping a hamburger? Probably not. But is it going to look bad? When it comes time to, you know, trying to answer all those questions that are going to come in post-game pressers, in the media, in the news reports, like this number is now forever linked with Jalen Brown. Like Jalen Brown, is he worth three hundred four? Is he living? He's not living up to the value that they gave him. And yes, I fully expect Nikola Jokic to get you know, 65, 70 average annual value. I expect him B to kind of pass that 60 million mark. But when you're the first, kind of with anything, like there's this expectation, this standard that gets put on you extra pressure because now you have to validate that first. And I don't know if Jalen Brown can validate that first consistently like he, he may be able to have moments where you know he puts on the superhero cape and he becomes batman but as we said already like we see jason tatum as the leader of that team and jalen brown as robin like yeah like i said i've seen that now i do know last not last season but the season before tatum did have a bad finals but I totally understand that, but I, I once again, Jalen Brown to me, I, I you know kind of limited offensively, has great games here and there, but I've always seen him as the second guy on the team, still talented, um, but I I don't see like you said a guy that even if you took him off the Celtics and you made him the leader, he's gonna be the guy that gets you over the hump to win a championship. Yeah, I I see him like he's. He's great when he has the ability to be that second guy. I think that that fits him perfectly. I don't, if Jason Tatum were to go down, I'm afraid because I don't know if Jalen Brown can be the guy just kind of throughout a regular season. He's going to, obviously, the Celtics are going to put pieces around him. They've tried to figure out with the trades and everything, but even just looking kind of how they looked against the Heat, like 
you take Jason Tatum off that team and it's just Jalen Brown with, with those pieces that like is Chris Porzingis going to aid over the defensive aspects of Marcus, Marcus smart because Jalen Brown, a lot of people have the questions about him defensively as well, mm-hmm. kind of in that series. So it's like, what, what, what are you going to get now that Jalen Brown has gotten his money? I know he's going to have that motivation because he's he's going to warrant and wants that pressure because pressure, you know, can either break you or make diamonds. And I think Jalen Brown's going to do whatever he can to make diamonds, but. Well, if, for the Celtics, they better. What him. For the Celtics, they better hope he's making diamonds. Making diamonds, getting diamonds, getting, yeah, getting getting that ring. Um, yeah, and I, I don't know. Maybe this that's a problem with the supermax deal, just in general. Mm. Kind of that you're able to get, you know, that thirty five percent of the salary cap, kind of with that supermax extension. Maybe that needs to be changed. Based upon those guidelines, I don't know, but you know. when people think about the first guy to get average sixty million a year, the first guy to get over three hundred million, people are going to be surprised that the name is Jalen Brown. Yeah, that's true. Any anything else before we get out of here? Well, yeah, just. Hopefully, yeah, hopefully he lives up to the expectations. Hopefully, I know that he mentioned that he's going to use use that money to kind of attack the wealth disparity in Boston. So kind of going back to kind of getting rid of some of the greenwashing helps support the community, which I'm glad that he's doing that because he's, he's gotten paid. Like, he's got more money than he could ever dream of or imagine. So kind of using the money for good and not hoarding it. So I, I, thankfully... He's using that money not for himself. So we will give Jalen Brown praise. He actually wants to build up the community there in Boston. Yeah, but as I said before, I I can't hate on these guys. If the organization is going to give you the money, you might as well you know take the money. Uh, like I said, I was a little bit surprised and shocked by it, but that's how the NBA goes. But sometimes I think um, – some deals are made. You scratch my back, I scratch your back. I'll give you a deal on another player, or it's to help other organizations, or maybe some players are looking at the value of a player that's on a Jalen Brown level, and they might say, "I can't afford that with that player," and let that player go, and it might help the Celtics in the long run. I mean, you know, sometimes when you look at those deals, it's some of those deals that make you want to say, "Hmm." Yeah, like a Jeremy Grant getting. More average money than Draymond Green. Well, no, 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 no. I, I think Jeremy Grant is a hell of a player. He might have been on some teams that aren't very good, and are, and you don't see him as much as Draymond Green. But if you really look at Jeremy Grant, I think he earned his money. He's actually a pretty good player, actually. Because he's with the Pistons for a while. He was with Portland, I believe. Um, he's yeah. been, been on some teams, or, or Oklahoma City, where um, – He's actually been very productive, but unfortunately, the teams haven't been very good. No, he's he's putting the work in. He's putting he's putting the work as a veteran. He's earned that big time contract because you know he's he was never a quote unquote the guy. He was always 
that that complimentary piece, but now in Portland kind of really blossoming into one of the leaders on the court in the locker room, obviously the family pedigree, he's going to be pillar in the community. Yeah. Just makes you taken aback. So, but I'm sure kind of when we talk about Lonzo ball, getting his 80 million, when he finds able to play for the bulls. Well, I, I think, <laughs> well, no, and I, I think he, he kind of deserves money. He's just been injured. I think that he, when he was playing with the bulls, the bulls were very successful with him in the lineup. Unfortunately, though, I think he's been he's been injured, and he and if you notice, since he's been gone, the, the Bulls have been towards the eighth seed. I think the one year he did play, the Bulls were somewhat in the top four seeds. Uh, now that's just not really the case. Now they're turned towards the, the the bottom. So I think he does deserve his money. I think he's kind of one of those missing pieces that the Bulls need, but unfortunately, he's injured. I, it could be possible that his career could be over. Yeah, and if you have knee injuries, yeah, if you meniscus tear, yeah, it's it's, it's um, especially yeah. at the point guard position, especially at a guard position where you you need mobility and speed and stuff. So, um, prayers to him, to hopefully to be making it. But I I do kind of think, you know, you don't want to put that out there, but I do think possibly his career could be on the fringe of being over, um, especially when you start to miss multiple years because of you know knee injuries. Yeah, and he might not play this year, right? Yeah, twenty twenty three to twenty twenty four. So yeah, just kind of thinking, one of those what could have been, kind of mm-hmm. what could have been, yeah. what what could have could have been, and sometimes that's where that little missing piece there is going to be like, well, what could have been of Chicago if he would have been playing and healthy? They would have had a really great team. Um, but as you notice, like I said, I don't think Vucevic and Demar Derozan are superstars enough to really put them over the top. But they are great pieces to where if you add a guy like Alonzo Ball to make a great team, but obviously Vucevic ain't Jokic, obviously. Yeah, and DeMar DeRozan can't really do it by himself, or Zach Levine can't do it by himself. Right, the same thing with him. So, um, going on with that, what you got planned this weekend? I'm just enjoying, enjoying the heat wave. It's good Jersey Shore summer. Now you watch a little bit of baseball. You're out there in the Jersey Shore. I keep forgetting. Yeah, yeah. Who knows? I might even go to the big city, New York, Philadelphia, see some see some decent sports. But yeah, just winding down the days. Less than a month away from college football, preseason footballs right around the corner. Time of year. August is here. Yeah, August is here, and uh, like I said, it's 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 almost like the wrap up of summer, man. Yeah, it's gone by quick, but once football gets in, and then I'll occupy ourselves until February. March. Main question: When will you have the previews? Well, we will have the previews for sure during the preseason. Um, I would say mid-August. Look for AFC previews one week and NFC the next week, or we could do a big super show. Okay, yeah, we always have the previews with you. David, thanks so much for uh, joining us today. Alright, see you next week. Alright, man. That was David, the man of God here on 88.3 WHGs. After further review, uh, yeah, great stuff again. Make sure you always check us out on SoundCloud and on iTunes, WHGs After Further Review with the picture of Frank Vashner and the horse's head. 
As I mentioned before, we have those segments. We're also on After Further Review Sports Show on Facebook and live on WHUT 88.3 UG between 11 and 11.30 for Derek and Frank, or for myself, David, the man that got hairs, and Frank Vashner. Uh, I'm Derek. We'll see you when you see it. We'll be back next week as usual. Same time, same place, same channel, and also same podcast. Peace on 88.3 WGT's After Further Review. We out. Thank you.